please join in singing hymn number 260 for all the saints, number 260. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome today to Morning Mass. Today is the Solemnity of All Saints, one of the most important feasts in the life of the Church. It reminds us of the destination uh, that we are aiming towards, to heaven and to the presence of God. To begin the Mass, then, we realise that in our daily life we are called to holiness and saintliness. For the times, perhaps, in which we have not responded to that call generously, we once again ask to be forgiven. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merit of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you for which we earnestly long. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of the Apocalypse. I, John, saw another angel rising where the sun rises, carrying the seal of the living God. He called in a powerful voice to the four angels whose duty was to devastate land and sea. Wait before you do any damage on land at sea or to the trees until we have put the seal on the foreheads of the servant of our God. Then I heard how many were sealed, 144,000 out of all the tribes of Israel. After that, I saw a huge number, impossible to count, of people from every nation, race, tribe, and language. They were standing at the front of the throne and in front of the Lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palms in their hands. They shouted aloud, Victory to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels who were standing in a circle round the throne, surrounding the elders and the four animals, prostrated themselves before the throne and touched the ground with their foreheads, worshipping God with these words. Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders then spoke and asked me, Do you know who these people are, dressed in white robes, and where they have come from? I answered him, You can tell me, my Lord. Then he said, These are the people who have been through the great persecution, and they have washed their robes white again in the blood of the Lamb. The word of the Lord. Such are the men who seek your face, O Lord. The Lord is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its people. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? the man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him, seek the face of the God of Jacob. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. With God on our side, who can be against us? 
since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up to benefit us all, we may be certain after such a gift that he will not refuse anything he can give. Could anyone accuse those that God has chosen? When God acquits, could anyone condemn? Could Christ Jesus? No. He not only died for us, he rose from the dead, and there at God's right hand he stands and pleads for us. Nothing, therefore, can come between us and the love of Christ. Even if we are troubled or worried or being persecuted or lacking food or clothes or being threatened or even attacked. As scripture promised, for our sake we are being massacred daily and reckoned as sheep for the slaughter. These are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Come to me, all who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. And Jesus told this parable. A man had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, let me have the share of the estate that would come to me. So the father divided the property between them. A few days later, the younger son got together everything he had and left for a distant country where he squandered the money on a life of debauchery. And when he had spent it all, that country experienced a severe famine and now he began to feel the pinch. So he hired himself out to one of the local inhabitants who put him in his farm to feed the pigs and he would willingly have filled his belly with the husks the pigs were eating but no one offered him anything. Then he came to his senses and said, How many of my father's paid servants have more food than they want, and here am I dying of hunger? I will leave this place and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your paid servants. So he left the place and went back to his father. 
And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with pity. He ran to the boy, clasped him in his arms, and kissed him tenderly. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the calf that we've been fattening and kill it. We're going to have a feast, a celebration, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. The Gospel of the Lord. In Latin America, on this day and on All Souls Day, congregations are encouraged to name the people who have died out aloud, calling out their name. And the congregation is also encouraged to respond by saying, Presente, present, here with us now. In a simple way, It expresses what we are celebrating and marking today, that people are in heaven, that they have reached heaven safe and sound, that there are people, many people, who are united with God. They don't need a big canonization ceremony in Rome with Pope Francis. They're already there, and they are simply too numerous to count. Our friends our family, people that we know. And we feel their presence daily in our life, their care, their love, and their concern. I invite you today to say that word uh, along with me today in Spanish. Presente, presente, present, with us, near us, and all around us. In fact, as you will know, we know very little about heaven itself. We know certainly what it's not. It's not pearly gates. It's not people walking around in clouds. It's not angels sitting around in thrones looking quite bored. And God doesn't have a big beard and he's not sitting in a high chair. Perhaps the best description that we have of heaven itself is contained in the story of the prodigal son. The story itself is really misnamed. It shouldn't be the story of the prodigal son, but rather of the benevolent and merciful father. The young man, as you know in the story, has squandered everything, brought his house and his family to the edge of ruin, shamed his father by going elsewhere and using all the money that would have come to him after the father's death in a shameless act. He returns to the father, tail between his legs, wishing only a servant's role rather than a son's role in the house. But what he doesn't know is that the father has been waiting on him day and night, on the road itself, 
straining his eyes on the horizon, waiting for the sun to return, looking in the faces of strangers to see if it's the face of his son who has been lost. And when he does come in the road, there is no rebuke for him, there is no censure, there is no calling to mind of his sins and the harm that he's done to his father and his family. There is clothes for him to wear. There is a ring for him to put on his finger. There are shoes on his feet. And there is a celebration and a feast because the son that was lost and is now found. In these words, then, we get some sense of what heaven is. In the generosity, in the benevolence and the mercy of the Father. No sin is too great. No sin is too small that is not met by the mercy of the Father. <coughs> Nothing is done that doesn't meet the gentleness of the Heavenly Father. There is only the desire of the Father to welcome, to greet, and to draw into his home, to the place where he is. And there is a place in his heart for the son who has stayed, but there is a place in his heart for the son who has wandered off and is distant from him. St. Paul says it very beautifully in the reading of today's Mass that is probably so familiar to us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God made visible in Jesus Christ. Nothing can come between us. Nothing can block us. Nothing can be an obstacle to us. Nothing can overcome us. Nothing can frustrate that desire that he has for us to be with him. He came that all might be saved and none might be lost. Came so that there might be green pastures and living waters for us all. It's his will that we come to this home of the Father in which there are many rooms. Nothing can separate us from the love of God made visible in Jesus Christ. Those words are worth a whole lifetime to ponder and reflect on. That it's always his salvific will that all should be saved and none be lost. That's the very meaning of the story of the lost sheep. That's the very meaning of the story of the prodigal son. That none should be lost and all should be saved. And it's what the mystery of the cross is all about too that Jesus himself sheds every drop of his blood so that all should be saved and none be lost. I have in my room, in, in one of the drawers in my cupboard, a card that I very often take out. And in it, it says the following words. Jesus loves everyone, but I am his favourite. I'm his favourite. Here's the great mystery. That all of us are his favourite. We are all his favourites. I don't know how that is. Because the very nature of being a favourite is that someone favours one over another. That you raise up one person over another. That you think more of one person over another person. But we are all his favourites. 
I often hear parents speaking these terms to their children. Children very often say to their parents, Mum or Dad, am I your favourite? And of course, what parents very often answer is, you're all my favourites. Perhaps then a parent knows that kind of love of God himself. They have an absolute and unconditional love for all their children. Each of their children are their favourites. They cannot get away from that conviction that they love each of them equally as much. There are wrong ideas about heaven. It's not a place like an insurance policy that pays out. You paid the policy and then at the end there is a big payout in heaven. It's not the place where good people go and bad people don't go. It's not even eternal luxuries for people who have nothing here on earth. It's simply a place in which we see and breathe and bask in the love of God. We're in God's wide lap and he embraces us in his great arms. We're thinking today of not just a few saints, but all of the saints. And they are all warmed by the love of God, by the breath of God, and they are united with God. Who's already there? Who can know? Is everyone there? I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they were all there. Who could frustrate the loving and selfific plan of God? Who can turn back that tide of the one who has come that all should be saved and none be lost? Those words are with us and remain in our hearts. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God made visible in Jesus Christ. Nothing. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all the ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and this kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. We're called to holiness through our baptism, 
We are invited to know the friendship of God in our life. He chooses us first, we do not choose him, and he calls us. In the power of the Spirit, then, we ask God to help us and others in daily life. That the Church may invite all people to know the mercy and love of God and to find the gift of blessedness. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. That we may take courage from those we know to be saints, living holy lives in our midst, and may their lives encourage us to persevere in times of difficulty. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. The Church and the world are blessed by the gifts that are present in the saints. We pray that the saints may make us all aware of God's gift to each of us. Lord, hear us. Today there are many people living great lives of holiness in war-torn countries of the world. We pray that their perseverance and resoluteness may bring peace and reconciliation to the nations. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, especially for Margaret Friel, Maureen Maguire, and Edward Jackson, and all that we are asked to remember during the month of November. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, you allow us to know your name, you allow us to know your ways, you allow us to know your will. You even send your Son to be one like us. In all things you have shown your friendship, your kindness and your mercy. And you invite us to unite our lives to you and so find holiness and saintliness in this world. Encourage us then in this journey, lead us and guide us along this way. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Number 462, love is his word. Number 462.
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May these offerings we bring in honour of all the saints be pleasing to you, Lord, and grant that just as we believe the saints to be already assured of immortality, so we may experience their concern for our own salvation. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for today, by your gift, we celebrate the festival of your saints, the heavenly Jerusalem, our mother, where the great array of our brothers and sisters already give you eternal praise. Towards her, we eagerly hasten, as pilgrims advancing by faith, rejoicing in the glory bestowed upon those exalted members of the church through whom you give us in our frailty both strength and good example. And so we glorify you with the multitude of saints and angels, as with one voice of praise we acclaim. Indeed, holy o Lord, the fount of all holiness, make holy therefore these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
please join in singing hymn number 293, God of Mercy and Compassion, number 293. Let us pray. As we adore you, O God, who alone are holy and wonderful in all your saints, we implore your grace so that coming to perfect holiness in the fullness of your love, we may pass from this pilgrim table to the banquet of our heavenly homeland. Through Christ our Lord. We have a few funerals coming up uh, just to remind you of those. Uh, uh, Edward Jackson's funeral will be on Monday morning at 10 o'clock uh, and uh, 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 Margaret Fields will be on Tuesday morning, uh, sorry, Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock and her remains will be received into the church on uh, Monday evening at 6 o'clock and Maureen Maguire's uh, funeral will be on Saturday morning, uh, uh, obviously the following uh, week, Saturday morning, uh, at 10 o'clock and 6 o'clock on the, uh, uh, the Friday evening. Uh, 
Uh, please remember Maureen Maguire, especially in your prayer. She is the oldest of all our parishioners. 105 died at age 105, so there's a few years for most of us to catch up on her. Uh, she was a wonderful uh, old lady who lived in uh, Duke's Road, uh, and she was the choir mistress of the parish in 1945. 1945. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Hymn number 439, Christ be our light. Number 439.